You're listening to Inside the Locker Room with Wimp and Barry Sanderson on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. Coach Barry Sanderson, it's time to take you inside the locker room. Presented by Dr. Pepper on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. And good morning. Welcome into the Monday edition of Inside the Locker Room. 205-342-9904. Write it down. Put it in your phone. Lock it in. And give us a call anytime you want to talk here on any of the shows on Tide 100.9. Twitter account at Locker Room 109. At Barry Sanderson. At Wimp Sanderson 1. Email address for the show is Wimp. And Barry at yahoo.com. Download the Tide 100.9 app to your smartphone and you can take us with you anywhere you go. The weather's been bad here uh, the last several days. They say it's going to change maybe here the next day or so, but if it has to last, it has to, it has to be tough. Withstanding the elements year after year, when it comes to building outdoors, it doesn't come any tougher than Yellowwood brand pressure treated pine from great southern for the project needs to stand up to mother nature's best be sure to head down to your local dealer for yellowwood brand pressure treated pine the lumber that protects against rot fungal decay and termite attack get only the best for your next backyard project remember if it doesn't have the yellow tag on it then you don't want it with that i'll bring dad in we got joe gaither behind the glass we'll have max howell Hopefully he can give us the latest on what's going on with uh, Mike Leach over in Mississippi. And then Doug Bell will join us in the second hour. Good morning, Dad. How are you this morning? Uh, doing okay. Uh, very quickly over the weekend, certainly Alabama had a great win uh, at Houston. They, they struggled a little bit in the first half and turned it over, but it was, uh, it was a heck of a win. You know, the, uh, the Bradley kid comes off and, and really plays very, very well off the bench. Clowney continues to, to uh, play well. The big thing for Alabama is they had nine kids play in the double figure minutes, and boy, that is big on on the home court. Uh, the home court advantage for for Al- for all uh, for Houston was big, but Alabama really did a great job. I thought the other one of the big factors besides the great play by Alabama in the second half was that the officials in the game did not let the crowd affect the game, and you don't see that many times. We don't talk about it much, but they they didn't they didn't let. They, they may have missed a call or so, but they didn't let the crowd and people getting on their butts affect the way these kids played, and they called the game in, in the right way. So Alabama had a terrific win um, against a very, very good Houston team. I, I'm not, I don't know how good, but very good, uh, and a great win for them. They go at 8 o'clock uh, tomorrow night against Memphis, who got beat by Auburn. I told you Auburn was struggling a little bit, and they did struggle against Memphis. And so they'll play tomorrow night at 8 o'clock. Hope you can get out to see that game. Tennessee beat Maryland last night. Mississippi State continues to be unbeaten. But last night they beat somebody pretty good. Minnesota's not great. But they beat Minnesota on the road, 69-51. Good win for them. So uh, Alabama off to a great start. Hugh Freeze had Ron Roberts from uh, Baylor's defensive coordinator and also Philip Montgomery. Philip was the head coach at Tulsa. Uh, had worked at the um, uh, at Baylor from 2008 to 2014. Uh, he liked these two guys. As he, he hired some other guys. I'm not going to get into all that, but uh, those two right there will will lead the offense and the defense uh, for you. Freeze. Uh, I think Ron Roberts maybe had some Auburn background. Uh, the Bowles 
will start December the 16th, so don't wait till the 31st to, to watch the bowls. They'll start with UAB, who will be uh, playing at, at 10.30 in the morning on ESPN. And then uh, that afternoon, Troy will play uh, Texas uh, San Antonio at 2 o'clock on ESPN. So I wanted to mention that. Mike Leach had a, as they put it, a personal health issue. I have no idea what that means. Could be heart attack or heart problems. Could be COVID. Could be anything. I'm not here to try to figure it out. I pray that he'll be okay. It's a you know tough time right now to be sick. Anytime's a tough time to be sick. I'm, I'm dreading it one of these days. But uh, Mike Leach, uh, we hope he, he gets okay. Uh, Williams kid, Caleb Williams won the Heisman. Um, we figured that uh, the people figured that he would be the front runner, and he was the front runner. And um, I've given you a lot of stuff very quickly, so that's uh, about all I got. Uh, all right, Bama hoops. Uh, Joe, you're welcome to chime in. I know you guys have your little hoop show, uh, but I think the Connecticut game really helped Alabama. Um, Probably, it was it was one of the most. I had heard some rumors that Alabama was going to go after, not Alabama, Houston was going to go after Brandon Miller like the first time they got he got the ball. When he got the ball over in the short corner, they came over and and uh, trapped him, and they absolutely then mugged him, and the officials called nothing. That was the most physical game I have seen in college. Well, I, I think that they didn't go. I, 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 I do think you're right. I thought the way they played him was pretty darn good. You know, I always believe in keeping the ball off. They kept the ball off, but once he got it, they doubled it. And uh, I thought it was a good way to play. Yeah, but I just thought the referees, uh, it's fine. They they let them play. That was a, yeah. that was an 80s game uh, there. Yeah. That was a physical, was physical game. But when Bama eight. made the run, they had four freshmen on the floor. Uh, and they stood up in a really, and I'm going to talk about the arena, really hostile environment uh, and took care of business uh, there. But I think the – and then when I heard them interview Clowney, and I'm not sure if it was Brandon Miller, and Clowney said, we're not worried about uh, – they asked him about beating two number ones. We don't care about the numbers. These freshmen – Seem to have a different mentality. Yeah, they do. I got a note from uh, from Nate. I'd send him a note and congratulate him, and you know, talk about how, how well this team is because coming together. And when you have nine kids that play significant minutes and get in there and really play, the coaches have done a good job in recruiting, and they've done a good job in getting these guys to play. The, the crowd, uh, generally speaking, and Barry's fixing to say this in a minute, uh, the crowd affects the game. If you're at Houston or if you're at Auburn, you have an effect on the game. Auburn did not play at Auburn, uh, and um, so the crowd did have an effect on the game. And uh, the one other thing I want to tell people that call in is that basketball is is a very emotional game, and is a game of very high skill. And if you have high skill shooting a basketball, but the other team has high skill defending you, uh, your your skill goes down some. Now there's there was a difference of twelve points in the threes. I think Alabama. I think Alabama had seven. Best I can remember, uh, uh, the old team had four, uh, maybe three or four. I can't, I can't remember which it was, but uh, there was, there was, uh, they had, uh, they had uh, three. So there was a, there was twelve point difference in the three. In the first half, and I'll let Barry have it. In the first half, it's one of those games where people say you can't play that way anymore. They they couldn't play at the rim because they got the shot blocked, or they or they couldn't make it. They couldn't shoot the three, and the little twos that they made off the off the glass 
were big in that game. It was a two-point game in the first half. Yeah. Um, and normally you will. I kept thinking hey, the dam's going to break, and then it, it kind of did. They got down 15, but the fight and come back. Mark Sears, uh, the kid from Muscle Shows, give him credit, uh, made two big, humongous shots. Uh, and he's an older guard who's been involved in, in probably not games like that. Now, here's my thing. So Alabama showed in an environment like that. When you're in an environment like that, Joe, it's easy to play hard. It's hard to play good. Uh, but you'll be ready to go. And I heard an interview, and maybe we need to get Greg Byrne on, and he can maybe defend himself and the university more. There's, I'm sure there's things that I don't know. But I heard him in an interview, I think it was last week, Joe, and Dad's not going to comment. I hope you will jump in with me. And he's talked there, we're asking about the arena. And he said, well, everything's still on the table. And he even went back to saying even redoing Coleman Coliseum was back on the table because of the construction costs. Give me a break. At this point, then they're not even serious. If they don't even know whether they're building a new one over there by the softball field or they're going to redo that. Now they're going to go. Up. So they're just being wishy-washy. Costs are going up. But I, your University of Houston has an arena that has the seating uh, chart where you can have an incredible venue in there. As, great, as good as this team is, you can only have such a good atmosphere in Coleman Coliseum. It's time to crap or get off the pot on this arena. I'm tired of them walking around it, changing. We're going to do this. Now we're going to do that. Now the construction costs have gone up. Come on. This team is, this program was built a long time ago. And it's time to step up. If it was football, they'd find the money. And I'm tired of it. Uh, they, they redid the whole, Freaking Bryant Denny Stadium, they've done that so many times. If it was football, they'd find a way to do it. It's time to do it. Basketball has been good enough here. There's enough tradition here. And the arena they're playing in is embarrassing. And it's time to step up and fix it. Joe, am I right, wrong, or indifferent? No, you're absolutely right. I mean, you go to these big big uh, venues. Well, big is, is not right. But these uh, intense venues uh, over at Auburn and then yesterday, over the weekend uh, out there at Houston, you can see what a big what a big time, what, what the correct arena will do for a program. And right now, Nate Oates and his team, he's what? This is your four cup, Barry? Yeah. He's four years into showing you that he's he's got the goods. I mean, we've got uh, one SEC regular season title, one, one tournament title. You've got, what, two? Uh, three NCAA appearances or, or just the two? Uh, I don't know. Two, I think. Two or three. I didn't You've got a sweet 16 appearance. You've got a great recruiting class that's come in right here. You're staring at a great season in front of you. I mean, obviously anything can happen with the next three months, but you're staring at a great start. So so support the program. So you, you want to have another revenue revenue uh, revenue sport. Basketball is it. So support the program before you lose Nate Oates to you know, Tom Izzo's replacement once he decides to get on and get out of coaching or say any of these blue bloods would love to have coach NATO. So I think we got to do what we can. To yeah. They got to stop throwing all these plans out there and there really is no plan. When you're telling me you got a place to build it down there and then you're telling me now that redoing Coleman Coliseum is back on the table. That then tells me you weren't ever really that serious uh, to begin with. And that I've heard people say, and I agree when I was watching Alabama play, Saturday, it looked like some of your teams, and, and you, you 
with the long athleticism, and these guys sweep the defensive glass. It's one and done, man. You shoot the ball, these guys are going and getting it. I just think this if it was football, they would have already gotten that done. I'm not asking you to comment on that. I know you're not going down that road. But this team looks like the athletes that you had on the floor back in the 80s and the early 90s. Yeah, they're very athletic. Um, we were fortunate to have some similar to that, and, and uh, they've got a very athletic basketball team that uh, plays hard, and I think they had their head on their shoulders. And I think, as I've mentioned, I think he's done a really good job in substitution. Uh, that, that sounds crazy to you, but uh, the one thing that you have to do when you have that many good athletes is that you, you've got to be able to play them if they're happy. And I think they've done that. If you take the if you take the stats and look at them, the number of minutes that these nine kids have played, a couple of guys you can't, you, you know, you didn't get eleven in there to extensive time, but you got nine in there, and uh, nine guys that can really play and who who maybe you wanted to see if they could contribute in a in a situation like the Houston situation. So it was a heck of a win. Yeah, I just uh, I don't know. Uh, people text to me now, but. If, if football needed it, you'd find a way. Basketball has enough tradition there. They've been good. The program's laid. It's time to quit treating them second class. They need to have – I mean, if Ole Miss can have a facility like that. If Houston – come on, you, with the money that football brings in and all that that, that bring in and the, new, and the enrollment is higher than it's ever been. I understand that. Well, we've got to build more dorms. Well, you're finding the money for that. The money's got to be there. Uh, the money's going up. You're talking about the checks that these schools get are fixed to go way up again. Uh, I don't know. It's, I just think they get, I don't know. Maybe there's a reason, better reason than I know why. I'm sure it is. But it seems like the University of Alabama could get that done. Two-minute truck out of 1330 Martin Road East. That's where you go pick up your boxes, your packing supplies, whatever you need to make this a smooth move. It's local, out of town, out of state. Let the professionals handle it. Give them a call today. No move is too big. No move is too small. 205-247-5050. Two men in a truck. Movers who care. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, we still have that wreck on 2059 eastbound just past the McFarland exit. The two left lanes are blocked. You can expect delays. If you see other conditions, of course, give me a call. Townsend Nissan says, ha, 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 time to let them go. Got a lot of cars to deliver, you know. I'm Captain Ray. Here's what's trending on the Tuscaloosa thread. Good Monday morning. A dense fog advisory remains in effect for all of West Alabama until 9 this morning. Visibility in some spots down to less than a quarter mile. So slow down. Leave plenty of space between you and the car in front of you. And there's a chance for severe weather Wednesday afternoon and evening. Also, heavy rainfall, 3 to 4 inches possible Wednesday night into early Thursday morning. Click TuscaloosaThread.com for more local news, sports, and weather coverage. It's free. Don Hartley, Town Square Media, Tuscaloosa. The new Jalapenos downtown location is open for business. Same great Jalapenos food plus the largest selection of tequila in Alabama. Now in downtown Tuscaloosa. Coaches took the radio and TV airwaves to tell people that if you're building outdoors, the only way to build is with pressure-treated pine, yellow wood. It is the very, very best. Why? Because all the coaches said yellow wood, pressure-treated pine, protects against bug, termite, and weather. Decking, fencing, play sets, whatever you're wanting to build, just go to the Internet, look at Yellow Wood, and you will find these coaches advertised a great product. 
If it doesn't have that yellow tag on it, believe you me, you don't want it. It's yellow wood. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. A mixture of clouds and sunshine today with only a few widely scattered showers around the high 66. For tonight, mostly fair with a low at 51. And tomorrow, partially sunny. Any showers during the day will stay widely scattered. The high 65. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 56 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Eli Gold, Chris Stewart, and Roger Hoover live right here. Tide 100.9 is a proud partner of the Crimson Tide Sports Network. I told you I'd leave a light on In case you ever wanted to come back home you Smiled and said you appreciate gesture I took your every word to heart because I can't stand welcome back to inside the locker you want to build the yellow the five-star backyard you want to use pressure treated pine from yellow wood if it doesn't have the yellow tag on it then believe me you don't want it all right get to the yellow wood hotline we'll bring Bryce into the show good morning Bryce good morning, good morning guys how are y'all this morning we're good, good. buddy how are you well, good. It was a big win for the basketball team. I didn't get to watch it, but I taped it. I'm going to watch it sometime today because I'm off. But uh, it's going to be interesting to see what time finds to talk about this morning. Is. <laughs> Do what now? It's going to be interesting to see what time talks about the team this morning, ain't it? Yeah. About complain what they, that they need to do and not do. It's, he uh, he wants to be perfect. Nobody's going to be perfect, but... Uh, Took a lot of guts, like y'all said, for them to come out there and uh, and come back from 15 down on the road. No like, doubt. like y'all said, the Connecticut game helped them. They learned from it. Well, you're uh, you're you know? going against a bunch of grown men when you play Houston and Kelvin Sampson. Oh yeah. He called he called one of his players over there dur- during the first half and looked dead in his face and he screamed to him and said, "Get over yourself." I'm not going to scream at this, but get over yourself. Like, you're worried about yourself too much. And that who, guy, Kelvin Sampson, uh, so he, he his team and, and this Alabama team, hopefully, uh, they're going to show up to play every night because uh, he's going to allow it. If they don't, uh, you go look at the uh, interview from the coach from Illinois. They got beat by Penn State, and he absolutely was so mad because his team was not ready to play. Uh so these guys that uh, are hard on these these kids that get their teams ready to go every night when they don't, man, there's there's some hurt there. And uh, and I, I thought Houston was ready to play. Alabama just uh, made the plays in the second half to win in a, in a tough environment. Yeah, I, I'm looking forward to watching it. You know, them being 15 down coming back. Uh, but uh, but the, problem Auburn, is, uh, the problem is they got to pack the place over there. Tuesday night for them. Students are getting, you know, kind of getting out of here, and the layout of that arena doesn't. You can't play in the same atmosphere that you played in in Houston because you can't create it in there. So, and and I'm with you about what you said. I agree 100 percent about the arena. Yeah, uh, they need to pony up. Yeah, you know because those, this basketball team is uh, uh you not, know, not for this team for this program. The program, yeah, uh, is worthy of it. Yeah, Coach Oates, Coach Oates deserves that. 
They're going to mess around. They're going to get a rainy. You know what's going to happen, don't you? Go on. Somebody's going to come calling when he retires because uh, Ezzo was the one that recommended him to come to Alabama since he would come since him and uh, Coach Saban friends. But uh, they're going to mess around. They get him a arena. You know what's going to happen. Yep. Thank they're you, They're going to lose that coach. Thank you, Bryce. All right, back up to the Yellowwood Hotline and get Pat in. Good morning, Pat. Good morning, Pat. Hey, fellas. Good morning, Coach. Hey, with 38,000-plus students, the biggest ever freshman class at the University of Alabama, there's no reason we can't fill up Coleman Coliseum and make it that plaid palace again. That, uh, hey, whenever your daddy was there, hey, I promise you, hey, it was a rip-roaring place. Man, when we had Big Shot Bob and all those people. I yeah, remember. it is, and it was. But now the new arena's got the, the people right around the court, the students right around the court. You still can, you can fill that place, but you can't create the environment that you have at Auburn that you had at Houston the other night because the seats are too far. They go way back there. You just can't create the same environment. Well, you might be right, but oh, here's the deal. I've got four season tickets. I like bringing my little grandson. The last time I was there, we bought six hot dogs, that big $15, $16 pretzel. I didn't even ask how much it was. Hey, box of popcorn, oh, four drinks, big drinks. Hey, it, I, I forgot. Hey, I ain't even seen my credit card bill. It, it doesn't enable me to be able to buy Christmas presents. I'm just kidding. But, hey, I promise y'all, this thing, if you do this and you don't bring a hot dog back down to $3 and a, and a, uh, a souvenir cup down to $5, then, uh, hey, people still ain't going to support it. I, you know, mm-hmm. you might support it with, yeah, but if you only got 8,000 people or 10,000, you know, I just, I, I'm just beside myself on this. Reducing from fifteen thousand down to eight, well, I don't like it, Pat. I don't. Well, I, we can argue about that all day long. But the student section, I think. I mean, there's only so many they're going to let in there. It's the. It's not the students. It is probably a little bit the students, but thirty eight thousand. They're going home. Uh, but even when they're here, if you give them twenty five hundred tickets or whatever, it's the other people that you got to get in the seats. But I, they got to get a new arena. They just well, got to. Here's the deal on my road. Like I said, I got four seats, and I got and I'm down in I'm in section A, and I'm 16 rows off the court. I got I got decent seats, and uh, but my entire row was empty. It ain't hey, it's a Birmingham people's fault. It's a way, it's a location of Alabama and the people that are paying people from Birmingham. You Birmingham people? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's a fact. (laughs) <laughs> and it, it's, it doesn't have to do with anything else. It has to do with you having an 8 o'clock game in the middle of the week. It doesn't matter. The people that pay the money and buy the seats are from Birmingham. Yep. Uh, that's do, you not, do you not agree with that? Yeah, well, weekday games are problems. There's no doubt. Uh, that's why I've never understood why they don't play Auburn on the weekends. They always play them on like a weekday. It would be create a huge environment in the city if you had Auburn on the weekend here and there for some reason they want to play yeah, on well, Tuesday. And it, and it brings a lot of money to the restaurants in Tuscaloosa. Yeah. All of the above. Yeah. Oh, you know, schedule the big games. You schedule your Mickey Mouse games during the week. Yeah. You right. know, you schedule your big games on the weekend. It yeah. makes just 
It's all about common sense. Yeah, thank you, Pat. But, but, but anyway, hey, enough said about that. Just want to hats off to Coach Oates that uh, an outstanding game to beat two number one teams in the same season. That's that. Hey, that's pretty much unheard of, is it not? Doesn't happen. It's happened one time. I know that it's been out there. It was the first time, but UCLA did it. In the mid '60s, I believe it was UCLA that did it. So it's only yeah. only twice yeah. it's ever happened. Thanks, Pat. Okay, I appreciate it, fellas. Y'all have a blessed week. All Thanks. right, back to the Yellowwood Hotline. Get Tom in. Good morning, Tom. Very good, good morning. Good morning, Coach. How are y'all? We're good. How okay. are you, buddy? Good. I'm good. Uh, I don't understand why people criticize me so much for <laughs> desiring for the basketball team to be good. I uh, I complained uh, more than once about the turnovers, and I thought Saturday we were headed down the same road, and uh, we had twelve in the first half, and what was the score at the half? Were we ahead or behind? Down four. And we were down four with twelve turnovers. Eliminate those tor- turnovers, and we're up by four. Right or wrong? Well, uh, I mean, I don't know about that, but um, I thought the officials, and I'm not saying I'm, I thought they they let them be both teams be so physical. Like they, that first time they trapped Miller in the corner. I mean, the guy put yeah. his arms all the way around him, and he turned the I ball. He turned the ball over. So those are different kind of turnovers and just making silly when they just lock the lever, living crap out of you. They don't call it as opposed to looking east and throwing west or trying to make a spectacular pass. So I wasn't, exactly. as, I wasn't as worried about their turnovers. I didn't like them, but they were just because of how physical Houston was playing, I thought, and I thought it would well, settle we, down. Well, we had a lot of turnovers against UConn, but those turnovers didn't bother me because it was UConn's defense that created those turnovers. They wasn't like coming down there and taking a one-hand pass and trying to throw it through the center of the court underneath the basket with five people standing there like you're going to get that pass through a mass of humanity. That ain't happening. And I'll say this, we had three turnovers in the second half. And what was the score at the end of the game? I, mean, I don't remember the uh, score was seventy one sixty five. Yes, exactly, and we won because we cut down on the number of turnovers. Guess who was sitting on the bench the whole time the second half? Quinterly, Quinterly, and Gurley. <laughs> yeah, Quinterly, the turnover machines. Now, Bryce, listen to me. All you got to do is watch the game, and when you lose, there's a reason for you losing. There and we go. were behind the first half because of the turnovers. We won the game in the second half because we cut down on the turnovers. And I thought we played uh, pretty much mistake-free ball in the last three minutes of the game. Now, you are when right you- about Quinterly. He played uh, 13 minutes, four turnovers. Uh, you're exactly. not You're not going to dribble your way to where you want to go right. against Houston. You're exactly right. And I'll tell you something else, too. I don't know what's wrong with him, but he's got this look on his face and his body language says, oh, I'm going to the NBA. Y'all need to get out of my way. Uh Uh-uh. He needs to be on the bench. He needs to stay there. Well, Coach put him there, left him over there. Just wasn't his night. Thank you, Tom. Roll Tide.
All right, uh, that uh, clowny. Everybody was screaming about Miller early on. I think I told you this summer. I said, wow, they went to South Carolina and got them a diamond. <laughs> How about this kid, Clowney? He wasn't even rated as a top 100 well, player. Uh, who's, who's rating got, these kids? From what I can understand from some people, uh, Clowney was going to Clemson and got crossed with them and uh, got crossed with a situation at Clemson and and, and twice minute didn't go. I don't know. I don't. Really know about South Carolina. He was his. They I ended up beat. They beat Indiana on him. No, South Carolina had no shot. But he was like not even a top hundred player, I believe. Uh, I mean that length. The guy can shoot the ball from three. He gets sixteen points and eleven boards. Uh, whew, I think the kid's special. He may. <laughs> those two, he and uh, Brandon Mill, they're just built to play basketball. Um, so. Uh, you can't go after both of them. I thought the kid stepped up early in the game, played really, really well. First and main condos, the three-bedroom, three-and-a-half bath, washer and dryer included, stainless steel appliances, all granite countertops, all electric energy efficient, internet and direct TV provided for free, uh, 10-foot ceilings, large patios with upper-level river views, easy access to the river walk, gated property with security, located in the historic district of downtown Norport, which is a beautiful area right there in itself. Give them a call today to go take the free tour. Tell them you heard it on Inside the Locker Room and get one month's free rent. 205-657-7465 or go to firstinmaincondos.com. Max Howell's next. That's the Tide 100.9 to see home of Alabama Sports. Tide 100.9 Traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, we still have that wreck on 2059 eastbound just past the McFarland exit. The two left lanes are blocked. You can expect delays. If you see other conditions, of course, give me a call. Townsend Nissan says, ha, 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 time to let them go. Got a lot of cars to deliver, you know. I'm Captain Ray. Road tripping, business travel, or bringing your car in for repairs. All great reasons to rent a Toyota at Tuscaloosa Toyota. You can rent... Welcome back to Inside the Locker Room. Right, we'll get right to the Yellowwood Hotline. We want to thank Pressure Treated Pine from Great Southern. If you want to find that dealer closest to you, go to yellowwood.com, and uh, you just put in your zip code there, and it'll be it'll pull up the closest place for you to go. And when you build the five-star backyard, build it to last. If it doesn't have the yellow tag on it, you don't want it. All right, all the way over to Mississippi, uh, former uh, radio host, former – uh, defensive, I'm sorry, football assistant coach at Florida State and Ole Miss and several other places joins us every Monday. Max Howell. Good morning, Max. How are you? Hey, Max. Good, good morning. Great, guys. How are y'all this morning? Oh. Fine. I, I, uh, first thing I wanted to ask you uh, about Mike uh, yeah. Leach, I don't know whether it was heart attack or I don't want to say that. I shouldn't even say it yeah. like that or COVID or what. Do you know anything at all at all? I just heard I was in the car this morning, I just heard an update on him from this morning. Uh, they just listed as a as a personal health condition, but they brought all his children in. They brought the whole family in. Uh, he has four kids all over the country. They all in Jackson this morning. Oh. So uh, 
they just released that it was very critical. And uh, that's that's about all. It's, it's, they'll, they'll leave. They thought there might be one later today. Uh, wow. It's, uh, it's something that just came up. He was at, at a gathering on Saturday night. And I just heard one of the guys speak, said he was just as jovial and telling jokes and having fun. And uh, then Sunday, yeah, he was taken down with it, whatever you know, whatever it may be. So they got him so, to Jackson. Yeah, he's yeah, They flew. They flew him to Jackson out of Starkville. Uh, that was how critical it was. So they. Uh, that's all they. That's all they released this morning. Uh, uh, on the other, uh, go ahead. I've just seen some unofficial. Re- you know, people reporting things, and you know, you t- until Mississippi State puts it out, then right. I wish people That's wouldn't good. wouldn't go down that road. Uh, but I do, you know, I think I've heard what you heard there that they're trying to get everybody in, so it doesn't doesn't sound yep. good, uh, does it, Max? Pretty sure that he's not going to go to the bowl game. Uh, that was that was in the release today. They've already named the interim coach as the defensive coordinator. Is going to handle practice and. Uh, now, of course, if, you know, if he doesn't make it, they'll probably just cancel the trip completely. I'm sure they will. But uh, that's that's how critical it is. And I, I, you know, I'll, I'll go with just what I'm getting reports from. And, uh, nothing official for Mississippi State other than just what we've already talked about. Yeah. Uh, uh, Max, uh, the two people that uh, – he hired a bunch of people that, that Hugh hired have better backgrounds. One of them was the head coach at Tulsa. Anytime you have one bad season anywhere, you get fired. It's, jo- it's almost a joke. Uh, and did a good job there. Do you know anything at all? Is uh, one of them not a, a former former Auburn player, coach, or one? Uh, do you know anything at all about the, the two two big hires? No, me? I I just saw the names come across. That neither one jumped out at me. Uh, first say I know he's you know, desperately trying to get a staff together and handle recruiting and going through the portal and uh, I mean he's got a you know he's pretty in the early side of the day you got and I don't think they have the six or eight commitments from you know from high school and junior college kids uh, that for, for the early signing period so uh, he's got his work cut out for him that's you know that's all I've heard though coach I hadn't heard any specific names. Do you know anything about these guys that Auburn hired uh, as coordinators? Uh, that's what I mentioned. Well, I'm sorry. Right. Yeah, okay. no, no. I, I, that's what I say. The need to jump out at me to, to do a lot about them. Um, any any word from from Alabama uh, as far as where they may go? You know, a lot of times. If you are going to make staff changes, uh, I think even the kid, the guy Charles Kelly. I'm sorry uh, that went to yeah. Colorado. It, Hasn't been reported. Right. Colorado's. I've seen some things there that say he's going there, but a lot of times they hold these things uh, because of recruiting. Uh, right. What are you, What are you hearing about Alabama staff? Anything? Well, I, the, what it, the only one that left that actually came out of Colorado that they hired Charles Kelly uh, from there. It, of course, he's been around a while. I think well, I, I, I get a lot of good reports on him. Yeah, I have too. Uh, it, it, mostly back out of his hometown, even that's pretty, you know, pretty strong. If you've been around that long, and uh, you still get good reports. But I think he's been a, you know, uh, a pretty successful coach. He was at Florida State, I know, at one time. Uh, he's, uh, I think, he was what the assistant defense coordinator at Alabama this past year. Uh, so, uh, you know, he's got a good resume, and I think 
But of course, Dion had Willie Taggart also, and I, I, I didn't have a whole lot for his ability while he was at Florida State. But uh, maybe as Beck, Beck as an assistant coach, maybe he fit, might fit better uh, in that respect. But no, I, as far as Alabama's concerned, I don't think anybody doubts there's going to be some changes. But Coach uh, Saban's been pretty, you know, he's pretty closed mouth about what he wants to do and where he's going to go until he's ready to announce that. I, I, I've not even heard any rumors right now as far as who may be coming. Yeah, I know. I hate to speculate on those, but you just, uh, even with Charles Kelly, it's out there, but nothing official has come from Alabama. So will he be here? And I'm sure once they start practicing, Coach will uh, meet with the media and clear all that up. Go ahead, Dave. Right. Uh, Max, uh, Barry has come out talking a little bit about Alabama's program. He feels like it's declined a little bit. They didn't play quite as well and, you know, losing two games the way they did is, I, I don't, I don't know if it's declining, but I don't, I guess they didn't look as good on the field as, as people thought right. they should. Um, what would Bobby Bowden do now if, if uh, the quarterback and the defensive guy and several people have said, coach, we're going into the transfer port. Would he, would he have played, would he have played people in the bowl games? Uh, I think what he had done, just based on watching him and, and how he handles substitution patterns, I'd say, uh, he would go ahead and get his team ready for the guys who would play in the bowl game would, would be the guys who would play next year. Uh, winning the bowl games certainly carries a certain, you know, certain amount of prestige, but not as much, nearly as much as prep. The, the transfer portal guys would not play in the bowl game, would not be asked to play in the bowl game. Did we lose Max? Joe, I think we lost Max. Uh, try to get him back. Uh, yeah, I just thought if you're going to transfer a portal, I mean, I know we talked about it. If it's a guy you maybe want to save, but I just can't see letting those guys play in the bowl game. I don't, I don't even think he's going to let them practice if they stay in the portal. I saw the one kid's going to Oregon, uh, Treshawn Holden. Um, and then somebody was putting out. They thought that uh, some that uh, all the linebacker may play. I, I don't know about that, but uh, be interesting. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. He was talking about the yeah, transfer no, yeah. portal. You know, like you had Drew Sanders yeah. last year, the guy that they wanted to save. Was there any way to talk those guys in and saying, "Hey, look, let's just go through it, get ready for the for the bowl game. You I, play, and then we decide at the end would 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 Bobby Bowden have played those guys? He's wanting to know." Yeah, I think he would have made a. I think he'd have made a run. I think he, he handled it much like Coach Saban does. He would sit down with the guys and give them the best options, let them make the choice. But if there was any doubt, they would move on, and he'd bring the next guy up that's going to be back for next year. He was all about preparation, hopefully in advance. And he did a lot more substitution for uh, offensive and defensive during the ball games than Alabama does. Uh, he was always looking for that next, you know, that next superstar is what he was looking for. Uh, and he said he could not. You could never find one at practice. All of them looked like superstars at times at practice. But bowl games is where you bowl games is where you find them. And uh, he was a you know he was a, a proponent of that. So I would think he would you know. Of course, we didn't have the poll at that particular time. So, uh, but he he'd give the guys a chance. Uh, but if if he in his mind if he knew they were gone or was going to come back or go you know go to the portal or just coming in and didn't have time to learn the system. Uh, he wouldn't play them. He played the guys that been there. 
you know, in Alabama situation, Max, uh, and every obviously they've never or only one other time had to deal with this. They've been in the playoff just about every year. So guys are going to play in the right. playoff. Um, probably it's probably a pretty good bet that Bryce Young is not coming back. Uh, I think everybody pretty much understands yep. that. And he's earned the right to do whatever he wants to do. And I don't think Coach – uh, coach will sit down with him and let him make the decision. Really, if you if you really look at it, aren't they better off if he doesn't play? Uh, where you can play uh, these younger kids there, kind of see play t- Ty Simpson, play Milrow, get them ready because you got to see what you got next year. Wouldn't that be better for the for next year if Bryce Young decided uh, to just kind of yeah. be an assistant coach? I don't think there's any doubt about it. Particularly what I saw out of Milrow the time. You know, the time after Bryce went down, the next ball game, he didn't play very well. Uh, he needs that. He needs that time. He's a, I mean, guys, he, to me, he's the future look of a quarterback. He's a 6'3", 220 guy, can run, can run and throw. Uh, I think he's got to polish up his passing game. But uh, then, then who's going to be around to call the offense? I, I think that's still maybe a question. Uh, or will he keep that staff together through the bowl game? Uh, that's going to be interesting to see as well. But uh, now I don't think he's in doubt. That, and I don't think Bryce Young's coming back. And back to, I know, when we opened up, uh, your dad said something about maybe you looked at Alabama as not being proficient. I, you can't tell me Bryce Young was healthy the, the latter half of the season. He, I don't think he may have gotten close at the end, but there was two or three weeks after he came back. Because he couldn't throw the, he threw the short ball only. He couldn't throw the long ball. Yeah. Uh, if you remember, he threw three or four in the dirt, up short, uh, from the, even from the wide receiver. So I, I think there was a, a, several things that contributed to that. And Coach Saban and the staff wasn't convinced that Melrose could get it done either, or they'd have played it, I believe that. Is it official now to say, uh, Max, that I used to tease some guys that Georgia was closing the gap on Alabama. We just to make them mad. We'd fight about it. Uh, I don't think there is any gap anymore. The gap has been closed, and maybe Georgia, maybe they are the best team in the SEC right now uh, going forward until Alabama can take that back. Is that fair? I think it's very fair. I mean, I, I really do. I think they'll win the national championship. Uh, I think Michigan is going to be a, a you know they'll be a, a one phase game. They're going to be a run game. And, uh, Georgia will stack the you know stack the line, and they'll stop the run. And, uh, I, I don't think even if Ohio, you know, I don't think Ohio State can beat them. Uh, so I think that's who, but they'll probably end up winning the championship again. So uh, now the, the next crew coming in for next year, that's the, you know, we'll we'll get the chance to see that. But uh, the Carter kid up front, that last against LSU, they could block it with three guys. <laughs> I saw it. Funniest thing I ever saw was when he grabbed the quarterback, and put him under his arm, and uh, he walked around with him. That uh, that was just a, a pure insult. And of course, Coach Kelly said, "You recall in that game, he said the thing that he took away from that game was they got to go, they got to recruit bigger, stronger kids, and they're gonna be in the weight room Monday morning uh, this past week." So, uh, I think you know, I, I think Georgia's Georgia's elevated themselves, and they've done a great job recruiting, and they've done a good job coaching them. Yeah, Auburn is Auburn has gone into transfer portal pretty heavily. Um, sure, just one here, one there. Um, I, I think the new coaches—he's uh, certainly going to do better than what they've had. 
but he's he's going to be after is 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 this Auburn staff the kind of staff that's going to get this thing going quickly? I think it might be. Yeah, I, I think they got a chance. It, of course, a lot of it's going to depend on you know the talent level. I think oh, they, I know. I, I understand that. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I mean, we know that there's certain things you can't coach, guys. You got to recruit, uh, and, and that's in any sport. But the fact is, he's won everywhere he's ever been. I mean, I don't think anybody, you know, has talked about his coaching ability. Uh, the guys can put a system together and make it work, regardless of what the staff looks like. But got to have the players. And, uh, and I think that's what he's going after. And I don't, I don't think he wants to wait around and quote, try to build a program over three or four years. I think that that philosophy is going after Woods now with the big salaries and all. Uh, the fans go to be in that, you know, if we're going to come watch you play, we want you to be competitive. We want you to win football games. And, uh, that's what they went after. And that's what they got. And I'm going to be really interested to see, you know, how he puts it together, who he brings in. Uh, that's uh, that's, that's going to be his challenge, I think. Uh, we're talking with Max Howell. Uh, Max, you coach Deion uh, Sanders at Florida State. Um, he's a different kind of guy. He's got uh, yep. he's got cameras following him, filming everything he does. I, I follow him on yep. social media. Uh, so they're going to these restaurants in Boulder, and he stands out in front and says he's going to go in and he's going to rate them, and they film him going in, and he rates them going out, uh, walking through the facilities, uh, they're filming all this stuff. Everything is an open book. This guy, he loves this kind of stuff. He's got his own product line there now that has Prime on it with the with the Colorado logo, with the hats, with Prime on the side. He's saying, yep. you know where to find me. Uh, to all the recruits that are out there, he's hired. Uh, he went and got Kent State's head coach to come be his offensive coordinator, the guy that plays faster than anybody uh, in college yep. football with that altitude out there. Does this guy, is he smarter than we realize? That he, he he knows what he's doing. He's got a method to his madness. He is creating quite the, quite the buzz. Now, there's people that, that these other Pac-12 schools that are laughing, saying this is not uh, the swag. We can play football here, too. We're going to show Dion something when these games actually start. How's this thing going to turn out in, in Boulder, Colorado, Max? Well, I'm going to tell you the first thing. I think he is smarter than we all thought first. And uh, I've got I've got some nieces and nephews that go to the University of Colorado, and I've already called them and told them. They don't know it yet, but Deion Sanders' name is bigger than the University of Colorado when it comes to football. And uh, and I think he's going to draw. He's going to draw a crowd. He's going to fill the stadium. But remember, guys, they've had one winning season in 17 years. So you know, it's not a, it's not like he's got, he's walking into a powerhouse. He's got to build that thing from the bottom up. But uh, if you recall one of those uh, clips I saw on that when he walked in and addressed the team, uh, he told he told him that he he suggested all of them go get in the portal because any, any team that would have left, he didn't have much room for them with his team. So he's he's laid out the you know the groundwork and the blueprint. Uh, the things are going to change, and he's going to be there to change them. And, the guy's got tremendous street smarts, is what he's got, and uh, you know he knows how to play the media. That's that's at work for him at Jackson. Uh, I mean, you know, he, he brought game day down there, and uh, they did a they did a uh, kind of a telephone for him. And, uh, they guesstimated over four million people watch that that never never been to Jackson, Mississippi. Uh, so he he knows how to you know stir the pot uh, and do that. 
we didn't, you know, he, he he's a different guy than he was then. You know, you know, when, when we, he was at Florida State, he was all about his position and being a great player, getting to the NFL, and that uh, he did that. Uh, you know, he, he, he was the first guy to practice every day, the last guy to leave. He, he was the hardest worker. Never saw him fall asleep at a meeting. Uh, sit on the front row. He knew when he got there what he was looking for. Uh, trying, trying to make he wanted to be the best. And, uh, uh, he came close to it. Yeah, I, um, it, it, I mean, I don't know if the guy ever ever sleeps. He seems to be going uh, nonstop there. Uh, this guy's going to draw some recruits in there, isn't he, uh, Max? And he, yeah. you yeah. know, I think he'll he'll get celebrities around there. It's it's going to be yes, it's going to be kind of you I, know, kids love that kind of stuff. Um, yes, they do. I look for I look for Statler to be like Brave. It's been the last two or three years. Yeah, I think he'll be stacked with those kind of guys. Uh, that and I think what he's doing, trying to make you know make noise out there, to like, hey, I've got the contact and I could get them here. Uh, and, you know, got to give me a year or two to coach them up. But uh, I think he'll do that. Like I say he's going to play fast. And they'll have a basic guy. His son's going to be the quarterback. He's pretty pretty well already announced that because uh, he knows his system and he's wood with it. It, uh, you know, I be he's he'll be interested to watch. Let's say that to see if he can compete. There's a lot of people criticizing him for leaving Jackson, and there's a lot of people saying that Jackson State did him wrong. Uh, that he was supposed to get <laughs> for every ticket they sold over thirty thousand for a game. He was supposed to get ten percent of it because he's a marketing genius. And they had forty and fifty thousand people at some of the games, and he didn't get any of his money, and that's what drove him out of there. Uh, of course, he wasn't making near the money he could make at Colorado. Uh, he was good for Jackson State, but did Jackson State maybe <laughs> not pay him what he was supposed to get uh, while he was there? I think probably Jackson State owed that to somebody else before we got there. <laughs> <They're>, <laughs> yeah. They had a they, they've had a hard time, guys. I'm gonna tell you that. But that paying paying old above the uh, the attendance thing, you know where that came from? That was his contract with the Falcons. Uh, the Falcons were every, I was there when the contract was signed. Uh, the contract, uh, the Falcons were doing about 40, 45,000. They agreed to give him $1 a ticket, all over 40,000 they sold. And the, the, the day, the year that he came, the, the eight or nine home games they had, they averaged 65,000. He picked up a $25,000 check every Monday morning in addition to his salary. Yep, that. Uh, I get a lot. I get a lot of talk about the offensive and defensive coordinators at Alabama. I don't think Nick Saban feels the way that fans feel. Fans don't know jack crap. Um, uh, and I had thought that that Bill would leave because I think he had promised Coach he would be there through Bryce's tenure and then get something. I don't know if Bill's got anything in mind or not. Right. Uh, I think he's very good, and I think the defensive coordinator's done a good job as well. Now, you know, everybody on the show listening to me is hanging up, but that's okay. Um, do, do you have any reports at all as to whether they're going to be able to get head jobs or they're going to be moved out? Or every, every time a every time a coach leaves Alabama, he's always been let, moved out by Nick, and I, that, that doesn't <laughs> happen all the time. That's what they want to say every cotton picking time. <laughs> Well, I, you know, I think I think uh, Bill was supposed to got the head job last year, you know, and I think I think really Saban kept it because Bryce another year, but the U is going to throw the ball a lot, 
Uh, now, you know, where he does that, I, that's, that's another position that's been very quiet. Uh, from the fans' perspective, they won't change it. Coach, you know why they won't change it? Because Alabama didn't come to where they've been. They didn't make the playoffs. You know, they lost a couple of ball games very close. We all know what the scores were and the circumstances that they lost. They all know they had an injured quarterback part of the time. I think if you really go back to it, to me, from a fan observation, the wide receivers just didn't quite measure up to what they had. That's uh, exactly right. The first, first thing I said when everybody was bragging on is exactly right. The wide yeah. receivers wasn't there. We get people say exactly they right. Well and, and, and they weren't well coached, or they didn't have the ability yeah. that the other guys had. They didn't have the running right. ability that the guys that left. They didn't have that kind of built that they made, they made a couple mistakes recruiting wise. Yeah, that's very it. true. I think that's exactly what they did, and I think it showed up. Uh, it, 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 then I think maybe maybe one or two offensive linemen didn't quite fare out. You know, they kept shuffling that uh, week to week and trying to find that right mix. So, I mean, I think there was a couple of things that, you know, that caused that. But I think more than anything else that, that jumped out was the injury factor. To, and, the, and the number two guy wasn't quite ready to play yet. I think those were the two things that jumped out to me, you know, because Bryce couldn't get the ball downfield to him. But they could get down the field as quick as the guys before them. I think what yeah. that was in people's minds. They just yeah, right. the wide receivers breaking out like it did last year. Yeah, I, I agree. Max, we appreciate you very much. Great stuff uh, as always. Uh, we'll have a great week. We'll talk to you next week. I'll be right here, guys. Thank y'all so much. Thank you, Max. You. All right, so let's talk about where Sam goes each and every time she's got to get to the vet. Well, she can't been to the vet much, Joe. This dog is little. This is a little bitty dog right now. Puppy. Well, this, this dog has to have her shots. And uh, when you're little like that, you do have to have your shots. And Constant Companion has done a really good job with her. And if you, you know, I, they're, they've got the, a great business already. But if you're looking to go to a place that uh, really look after your, your pet, uh, Constant Companion is a place to go. They'll give you 50% off just to get the new business realizing how good they are uh dr falter is very good give them a call at 635-0313 and i think you're gonna find that uh doc and them do a great job with them and i recommend them highly also we want to thank alabama one uh, www.alabama1.org as you move into the holiday season uh, sometimes you need a little extra cash to get you uh, through the holiday, if you need that credit card, they got the Visa Signature Milestone card uh, there for you. And uh, you go to www.alabama1.org, and they will take great care. You're swing by any one of the local branches, and actually it's the MasterCard. I'm sorry, I got that wrong. It's the MasterCard uh, credit card, and I've got one of those, and you can use them everywhere. they got a point system there that you can build up and uh, turn that in for gift cards, merchandise, cash, and more. We also want to thank Pressure Treated Pine from Great Southern. Remember, if it doesn't have the yellow tag on it, you don't want to go to yellowwood.com to find the dealer that is close to you. We'll open up the phone lines, 205-342-9904. Listen to Tide 100.9. It's the home of Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 Traffic. 
from the towns of Nissan, traffic center, no active wrecks, 43 southbound, slow at McFarland, 69 congested at Union Chapel, Lurling steady through Northport into downtown, and 69 congested at Shelton. If you see other conditions, give me a call. Townsend Nissan says, ha, 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 time to let them go. Got a lot of cars to deliver, you know. I'm Captain Ray. I know a lot of you really want the State Farm Personal Price Plan, but what's with the oversharing? Like this message from Sarah. Hi, Jake from State Farm. Oh. Mostly fair with a low at 51, and tomorrow partially sunny. Any showers during the day will stay widely scattered. The high 65. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 56 degrees in Tuscaloosa. How'd you like to eliminate your expensive cable bill forever or get new satellite internet where cable can't go? Well, now you can have it. Touchdown, Alabama. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Inside the locker room with former Crimson Tide basketball coach Wimp Sanderson and his son, former SEC and ACC assistant basketball coach Barry Sanderson. It's time to take you inside the locker room. Presented by Dr. Pepper on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back to the second hour of Inside the Locker Room. Sorry, I, uh, in that first hour, I asked Max the same question. Dad asked people were texting me about the Mike Leach situation. Uh, so, you know, I think the family's uh, all trying to get there. We'll see what – I don't want to speculate on anything there. Hopefully, he'll keep fighting and and uh, pull out of all uh, those situations. So, I know uh, prayers are needed for uh, he and the family as they – uh, get into Jackson, and um, hopefully he can make a full recovery there. Hey, Allstate Insurance agent Andrew Kniffer, he's out at 4705 McFarland Boulevard, Suite 3 over in Northport. Where are you looking for home, life, auto, whatever you need? Andrew will take great, great care of you. He does it for me. I made the change almost two years ago, and everything has been absolutely uh, top-notch. You get the local coverage of Andrew and his staff. The backing of Allstate Insurance. So give him a call today. He'll send you the free estimate, 205-722-9201, or go to the Andrew Kniffer Facebook page. All right, uh, that Alabama take on Memphis uh, on Tuesday at 8, coming off a, uh, a very emotional, hard-playing uh, game. This Memphis team uh, played really well in Atlanta against Auburn, knocking off the Auburn Tigers. So they seem to be a good opponent as well. Uh, how is it when you come off a big win uh, like they did, like you guys went out and beat UCLA? I believe when UCLA was ranked number one. Uh, sometimes it's hard to get them ready the next game just because of the emotions of all that. Uh, how, how do you handle that if you're Nate Oates uh, and those guys of kind of coming off that high putting that game behind you and getting ready for a good Memphis team coming in tomorrow night? Well, I think you hit the nail on the head. You, 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 that's the concern of uncertainty. But I think the one good thing, as I mentioned beginning, was the number of people that they were able to play, uh, nine guys uh, in double figures, a lot of, a, a lot of, a lot of men. 
And I think he's got the kind of team that'll probably be ready to play. I, I do think that you you have to be careful with that. You're exactly right. You know it, and I know it too. Anybody that's coached knows when you go through a game like that, that uh, when you play another one, you just don't have quite the energy that you had in the last game. It's a pretty quick game after after uh, the game Saturday. So we'll see. Uh, Memphis, I don't know how good Memphis is. I haven't thought they were very good. No, Larry Brown's not coaching with them anymore. And I haven't, uh, but Auburn is, didn't shoot very well, turned it over a lot. Um, Auburn's very good defensively, but, but, uh, I, I really can't tell you much about the stats as far as submissions is a quality, you know, quality team. I don't think they're, they're, they're a darn good team on your resume because you got them at home. And I don't know if Alabama goes there or not. I don't think they do this year. So, uh, should be, should be a good test for them. Uh, no doubt. All right, let's get to the uh, Andrew Knifer hotline and bring Jesse into the show. Good morning, Jesse. Hey, good morning, guys. Good morning. Good morning, uh, Jesse. Hey, or, uh, I got two questions for you guys. Uh, first one is this. Are we going to be able to hang on to uh, Nate Oates long term? Uh, you know, I don't know. Uh, we'll see. Uh, I think Nate Oates uh, wants to make sure they have enough NIL money. There's a lot of things that go into it now than just facilities, arena. Um, I think he's recruited at a really, really high level. Obviously, they have the the money to pay him uh, if they want to keep him and his staff there. So the, the, they have the ability to. Um, but it's a good question, Jesse. I don't know. What do you think? Do you think the arena or something like that might be if they're – they keep talking about building the new one, redoing the old one, rebuild the new one, redo the old one. It seems like they really don't know what they're going to do uh, there. Uh, and I don't know how big of a thing that is for Coach Oates. Uh, what's your thoughts on it? Well, I mean, it it would mean a lot to me, uh, which, you know, I've been going to games since I was, you know, 10 years old. And, um and I've went. I've only been in a couple other SEC basketball arenas, but when you go in Tennessee's, I mean, it, it's just ridiculous how much better that place is than than Coleman. And and I know. I mean, if, if I was him, it would it would frustrate me. You know. And I, I'm not saying Coleman is just a dump, but uh, you know, I I just feel like we could do a lot better than than what we've had and i just i don't want it to be a case where you know he's not given everything he needs is for that for that to be why he eventually walks away one day yeah uh it, it could be a factor uh i'm not sure i hadn't really talked to him privately to see you know how important that is but i know you you want to have as many shiny toys as you can in recruiting uh, to show people now, the problem is they also need NIL money, and sometimes you go into the right. same same people <laughs> when you need that money. So it's it's tough of what you really want to get right now. You can't, you can't. It may be hard to get both, but maybe they can. The second question was, and I know there was a huge uh, turnover as far as just got different guys on the roster, but um, is that what you would contribute to? You know, just the mentality that this team seems to have, because I know at this time last year we looked pretty good. We were, you know, eventually ranked in the top ten. But this team just seems like they've got, I don't know, you know, they're playing defense. 
I feel like there's no way we would have won that game uh, that we won Saturday last year just because of, you know, getting down 15 in the second half. And, I, I mean, is, do you guys think that that's mainly just because of the different, you know, different guys we've got on the team this year or just guys maturing or, or what What do you what do you think it is? Dad, what do you think? I think Shackelford was a little bit of a problem. I mean, Dad, do you think this team's got maybe a tougher – uh, more of a tougher together mentality. That's what Coach Oates seems to be saying. Yeah, I think they do. I think they play together a little bit better. I think they they're better defensively, which is a key that fans don't realize. You're not very good defensively. The best team I've seen this year is Connecticut. Second best team I've seen is probably Alabama. So uh, you know, it, it's uh, it's a team that's got very good talent. They get the talent to play, and they're doing a good job of substitution pattern. When you have that many players that can play, you always have somebody that's unhappy. Uh, you have to understand that you have to take the good with the bad. Right now, you've got all good. Uh, you know, the next thing you'll find out, you know, can, can you stay that way? I think they can. They're, they open up the conference schedule at, at State with no students. They play Ole Miss at home in the second game. Uh, the SEC SEC's big. So I would say... Alabama's done a great job of recruiting, and I think they've done a good job coaching this team. Also, uh, Jesse, is the the length of this team. And when I say length, I mean how long these guys' arms are. When you got Clowney, Bediaco, and uh, Brandon Miller out there, those guys are long. And so length really helps you defensively. So these these kids are special uh, as far as that goes. Yeah, I remember a few years ago, me and my brothers, we talked about this all the time. You know, you guys remember Chris Hines that played there. You know, at one time, he was the tallest guy we had out there, and he was six seven on his best day, you know? <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Jesse, we appreciate the call, my man. Thank you. Okay, thanks, guys. Thank Roll you. tight. Uh, Dad, talk about that a minute, length. Uh, well, I don't think there's any doubt the length is, the length is huge. The, the, the warning to... It's bigger than anything, but if the wanting to is there, you want to, and you're you're ready to play together. It's the team that has to play together. That's so darn important to where we share the ball. Uh, you know, you got one kid that doesn't share it quite well enough, but most of them do. The wanting to with the, with the size, skill, and long there. Uh, the rebounding in the game was forty four thirty nine, as best I can remember. But the key rebounds were big on, on loose balls. Uh, the ball ended up in Alabama's hands several times in the second half. That uh, that was really, you know, really made them. So, uh, and they did a good job against the pressure. And um, Brandon didn't try to force it. He got he got his basket off free throws. So, uh, you know, I think thank you. You understand that there's good and there's bad. I, it's not going to be much bad with Alabama this year. They're going to. As I said, the five teams that name uh, Alabama and Tennessee are the best two. There is always a team in the other nine that play worse than you thought they would or better than you thought they would. There's always a team in the top five who play worse than you thought they would. So it'd be interesting to see. Yeah, well, all right, we'll take this break uh, and we'll get back. We'll get uh, our man Doug Bell in. Royal Cleaners. They want to make life easy for you. Everybody's busy now. You're shopping. You got kids playing. 
uh, sports, you're working, you got parties to get to, you don't have time to get to the cleaners, but you need your stuff clean. So just give them a call. They'll come pick all the laundry up, get it all cleaned up, deliver it right back, 205-391-0034. Three drop-off locations, University Boulevard, Bridge Avenue, Northport, or 4851 Rice Mine Row. For all your cleaning needs, use Royal Cleaners. Once again, 205 391 0034. You listen to Tide 100.9 and see home of Alabama sports. Here's what's trending on the Tuscaloosa thread. Good Monday morning, a dense fog advisory remains in effect for a little while longer until 9 this morning. Visibility is reported to be down to less than a quarter of a mile in some spots, so drive carefully. Most of West Alabama currently listed as being in a moderate drought, but the weather forecast for Wednesday could put all of that to an end. Two to four inches of rain possible in some areas across West Central and North Alabama. The southern third of the state is under a threat for severe weather Wednesday. Don Hartley, Townsquare Media, Tuscaloosa. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the towns of Nissan, traffic center, no active wrecks. 43 southbound, slow at McFarland, 69 congested at Union Chapel. Learning steady through Northport into downtown and 69 congested at Shelton. If you see other conditions, give me a call. Towns and Nissan says, ha, 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 time to let them go. Got a lot of cars to deliver, you know. I'm Captain Ray. My partners had told me I should get my knee replaced. I was in my 40s, and I decided that I wouldn't do that. That's orthopedic surgeon Dr. John Herzog, who found regenerative medicine years Coaches took to the radio and TV airwaves to tell people that if you're building outdoors, the only way to build is with pressure-treated pine, yellow wood. It is the very, very best. Why? Because all the coaches said yellow wood, pressure-treated pine, protects against bug, termite, and weather. Decking, fencing, play sets, whatever you're wanting to build, just go to the Internet, look at yellow wood, and you will find these coaches advertised a great product. If it doesn't have that yellow tag on it, believe you me, you don't want it. It's yellow wood. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. A mixture of clouds and sunshine today with only a few widely scattered showers around the high 66. For tonight, mostly fair with a low at 51. And tomorrow, partially sunny. Any showers during the day will stay widely scattered. The high 65. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 56 degrees in Tuscaloosa. You're listening to Inside the Locker Room with Wimp and Barry. Only on Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. guest of the week, uh, Doug Bell. Good morning, Doug. How are you? Hey, Barry. Hey, Coach. Uh, you guys doing well today? Doing good. Yeah. So how did you play the other day? I saw you at a golf course. How did you play? Well, I played pretty good, Coach. Um, you know, I've been traveling a lot. So that it was in the day you saw me, it was, gosh, it must have been 75 degrees. So 
And here we are, middle of December, and the weather today's not great. But, boy, when you saw me, that was a great day. Great day to play golf. I'm glad to get out there, you know. I'm kind of like Tiger. I don't play much anymore. I don't play as well as I used to. But I play through I want as I always did. Whatever that Toby Keith song is. Um, tell me tell me where where we stand with golf right now on the court, on the circuit. I know that Tiger and McElroy have, have asked uh, – that they get rid of Greg, and um, is that going to happen? And if it did happen, would that put closer to the LIV, closer to the PGA? Well, uh, a couple things going on um, in golf, guys. Um, yeah, to answer your question, Coach, the story came out two days ago, uh, and I think it was out of the it was out of the Wall Street Journal. Uh, they they actually interviewed. Uh, the powers that be from Saudi Arabia who are funding Live Golf. And they are so far over budget from their initial proposal. I mean, we're talking about almost a billion dollars more than what they proposed at the beginning of their idea to have a rival league. And But it doesn't seem to bother them. And they were supposed to have a TV contract up to this point. So, you know, Live is – it's not like they're struggling for money. But and they have made headlines, but there's still a ways to go. Uh, Tiger and Rory are both outspoken that Greg has to go before um, there's any sort of negotiation between the PGA Tour and Liv. But I thought this was interesting. This was another story that I read, guys. If Greg Norman does get removed, and right now the people that you know the, the Saudis do not want to remove him as the commissioner of their league, but if he should leave then there's a proposal on the table the pga tour and live golf would have a Ryder cup style competition uh every other wow. year which wow. i think would be pretty amazing right but uh, again a lot of cards are on the table and as long as greg norman who guys i mean the bottom line is, is for the listeners greg norman great player hall of fame player obviously big the great white shark he is just not – he has ruffled so many feathers on the PGA Tour side, including Rory McIlroy, including Tiger Woods, that um, it doesn't appear there can be any sort of meeting of the minds unless he leaves. And right now, everything I've read is that uh, the people who are backing Live Golf, they're happy with Greg Norman running the show. Mm. Okay. Uh Talk about Tiger's son a minute. Uh, you know, he's yeah. a, he's a little – is he a guy that – and I heard at one point he really is, wasn't even ranked that high in the state of Florida, uh, that he wouldn't be getting this kind of publicity if he wasn't Tiger's son. He does have a beautiful swing. He walks just like yeah. Tiger. He's a kind of a little <laughs> guy. Is this guy that – is the guy that's eventually going to be uh, in the PGA Tour, or is it just too early to tell? Well, Barry, you know, that is an awesome question, and, and I've thought a lot about that. You know, he and he and his dad will play again in the PNC Father-Son Challenge this Saturday, Sunday in Orlando. They finished second a year ago to John Daly and John Daly Jr., uh, and that's a great event, by the way. Gary Players will play with his grandson, Jordan. Stuart Sink, guys, playing for the first time with Connor, his son. Justin Thomas playing with Mike Thomas again. Anyway, that's this weekend. Uh, I think what you have in Charlie, who's now 13 years old, he is clearly getting better. Uh, he's participated in a lot of these top junior tournaments across the country, has not won any of them, uh, has not finished inside the top ten in any of them. We're talking about the best players in the United States. 
Uh, and just because his last name is Woods doesn't necessarily make him the best. Although he is an improving young player. Uh, as you said, Barry, his swing is awesome, looks just like his dad. He's a handsome young guy. He is growing. He's getting a little bit bigger. I don't think he's what you would classify as a big 13-year-old, but a lot of golfers aren't big stature-wise anyway. But, Barry, this is interesting. When you, when you look at all the great players, Jack Nicklaus, Jack Nicklaus Jr., who I've played against, um, was a really, really good player but never materialized his dreams of playing the PGA Tour. Gary Nicklaus actually lost to Phil Mickelson in a playoff in the PGA Tour in Atlanta, and he might have been the most talented of the Nicklaus kids, but his career never took off. So I think there's immense pressure when you're the son of one of the greatest of all time, no matter what sport you're talking about. And it, the jury's out, Barry, on whether Charlie will ever be a great player. I know he wants to be, and Tiger is pushing him in that direction. But I guess time will tell. When you're 13, you got a lot of time. Yeah. And obviously, his body's going to change, too. It's, it's already changing. We'll see him this weekend. He looks a lot different than he did a year ago. So, uh, and that, that'll be the fun thing, guys. It was fun to watch Tiger play last Saturday night with the guys in that made-for-TV deal, and it'll be more fun to see him playing with his son uh, this coming weekend. Yep, that. Um, on the football side, any thoughts uh, about uh, Auburn, Alabama, or, or even, you know, Auburn's getting a new staff, Alabama, according to Barry, is not playing up uh, what's your thoughts there? Well, you know, I, I think from all everything that I've read, the people I've talked to at Auburn, you know, Hugh Freeze is out. Uh, you know, of course, Coach Saban is out recruiting like crazy, and he's still the best at what he does, uh, closing deals. I mean, he's the closer. Now that Bobby Bowden, you know, is no longer a part of the game and has passed away, uh, Coach Saban is the best at what he does, going into a living room, closing the deal. Virtually every day on social media, we see a picture of him. And I know he's hitting it hard with these offensive linemen. Uh, a lot of pictures with Coach and, uh, you know, these huge 300-pound kids. Uh, so, obviously, that's a need for Alabama. And, and I thought it was a great video. They sent a Coach Saban dancing uh, with the family the other night. Uh, you know, listen, uh, he's 70 years old, but he still got it, still loves it, and, and is still the best. I mean, he is the best at recruiting. It's, it's unbelievable. So, I think Alabama, even though – Listen, we're not sure what's going to happen with the Sugar Bowl. And the odds have gone down now, by the way. They're just a three-point favor over Kansas State. Uh, but Alabama <laughs> still has an opportunity to finish top five in the country, guys, uh, and still has the opportunity to have the number one recruiting class in the country. So all is not lost, to say the least. As for Auburn, Hugh Freeze uh, and Cadillac, they're out, they're out recruiting hard. You know, Hugh Freeze hasn't uh, named his complete staff yet. So it really is a Hugh Freeze-Cadillac-Williams recruiting trail. And I know Auburn, everything that I've talked to, everybody I've talked to is they're hitting the transfer portal very, very hard at Auburn. So we'll see how that materializes. But, but guys, listen, I, I like some of these games. I, you know, we're not going to pick games now, but, but when you look at some of these games, guys, in the bowl games, um, like Utah, uh, minus three against Penn State Rose Bowl. Uh, gosh, I mean, come on now. Uh, Utah is going to, in my mind, that is an easy one. I can't State. believe that. I, I can't believe that. That's the one I've, I've been liking and looking at. I'm going to pick a blue plate for the – they're going to think I copied off of you, but I, I, I thought that game – I thought that game and the LSU game were the two best games I've seen on board. Yeah. No, I like that. You know, I even like um, Florida State uh, minus seven and a half against Oklahoma – 
in uh, whatever they call it, the Cheese It Bowl. That's December 29th. I think FSU is is an improving football team, and and Oklahoma. I mean, they limped all season from start to finish. That's another game I really like. I like FSU in that one. And and Central Florida, by the way, Gus Malzahn's team, uh, they're playing Duke in their bowl game, and they're getting a point. Uh, it was virtually a pick 'em game, and I think I think that's a. I really like Central Florida to beat Duke in that one. Um, and, and needless to say, in the playoffs, I think Georgia Georgia beats Ohio State easily. I think Michigan beats TCU easy. I think those are two gimme picks, at least in my opinion, guys. Well, I, I'm a little bit worried about, about my, my thought about Utah now that you like it. Here's the <laughs> Barry, the other day we're at the golf course, and Coach comes out holding court, as you might imagine, and – and I don't want to say he disparaged my picks. And granted, listen, on the air, you guys, it's right there in black and white, what I did this season. But Coach wasn't very complimentary of me out there on the putting green. Barry, I know that shocks you. No, what? Well, was he critical of you? Now, yeah, I had the one person there, Barry. Only one other person, Barry. He does. But it was He's a very influential person, yes. <laughs> yeah, uh, Doug. Uh, breaking news right now. Um, get your reaction. That Texas coach Chris Beard, he's going to be fired if this was true. Uh, was arrested at four eighteen this morning and charged with assault on a family slash household member. Austin Police confirmed to the stadium. Beard was booked with third degree felony. And obviously, you're innocent until. Proving uh, guilty, but yeah. uh, not a good look there for Chris Beard. If that uh, turns out to be true, uh, then I think Chris Beard will have a hard time keeping that job at Texas. Uh, just your, I know you hadn't sit just out here in this, but your thoughts uh, about the uh, situation there at Texas. Well, I tell you, Barry, you know, it's interesting. I mean, you guys know, uh, you know, I did Big 12 basketball for almost 20 years, and I would do the studio show on Saturday and a game every week. And of course, Chris Beard comes from the Coach Knight. Uh, tree, and he was with Coach Knight when Coach Knight went to Texas Tech. So, you know, I got to know Chris, um, and I got to know Chris when he eventually took over at Texas Tech and had that great team. You know, he's a hard-nosed guy. I mean, he is a very um, intense personality, uh, a no-nonsense guy, and, and I hope, listen, I, I hope what you're saying is, I hope it's not true, but, uh, yeah, he won't be able to keep his job if, if he's indeed found guilty of that, but I know him. And listen, I know Kelvin Sampson. I know all these guys. And, uh, you know, when I heard Coach Sampson after the game, after the Alabama loss, I mean, wow, boy, was he uh, disappointed in his team. So I go way back with these guys. You know, as you guys know, the coaching profession uh, is, a, is a small fraternity uh, on the men's side. And all these guys, you know, they, they migrate from a certain coach and they get these head jobs and, and they have periods of success. And I root for them because I know them. Uh, but in in the case of Coach Beard, that that really breaks my heart. I hope I hope that is not true. But but if indeed it, it is true, Barry, he he won't be able to keep his job. And yeah. That's that's terrible. I, uh, yeah, I played a lot of golf, with Kelvin. That's play. I yeah. played with him when I was in Little Rock a lot. No, no, Chris as well. Um, Barry, in your in your talk there just now. You said on a, on a family. Would you explain what what what, what do you mean by that on a, on a family? I guess it was one of the family members that he was assaulting at the house. Of his player, of his player, 
No, his family, his immediate family is the way I took it. Not a player's four something, four something in the morning. Uh, he was arrested. So oh, his immediate family. I'm sorry. Yeah, okay. yeah. Uh, Doug Alabama uh, got down 15. He thought the dam was going to break. Wow. Um, they they had four freshmen on the floor and brought that thing back. These are these aren't freshmen, or they are freshmen, but they don't act like freshmen. Uh, they're really mature. They're very competitive. I'm talking about Bradley, uh, Clowney, Miller, and even Griffin, who's from Texas. Uh, not only did Alabama recruit good players, but they recruited tough-minded kids. To be able to go in that environment and pull that upset against a team that you beat at home last year with is you know, they were Houston was ready to go, the crowd was ready yeah. to go. That was a big time big time uh win for Alabama uh over in Houston. I mean, that was I just can't tell you how impressive that was. Number one, as you said, very winning on the road in that environment. Kelvin Sampson has re-energized the whole Houston program. They've refurbished that uh, the old Hoffines Arena there. I mean, those fans are right on top of you. They're loud. They were number one in the country. And, and people don't realize the city of Houston, uh, I think, is the third largest city, maybe number two now in the country. And the, the amount of basketball talent in that city is incredible and always has been. And there's enough talent in that city to, I mean, Texas A&M is full of great players from Houston. Uh, Texas has Houston players. I mean, Oklahoma has, I mean, all these programs in that area, TCU, uh, it's amazing the talent. So Kelvin Sampson has now corralled all this talent, uh, just like Guy Lewis did back in the day when they had those phenomenal teams with Hakeem Olajuwon and Clyde Drexler. And over the last five years, it's amazing the run that Kelvin Sampson has put together. And they were waiting for Alabama to come in. They wanted revenge from last year. They thought they got some bad calls at the end of the game. And the thing that Kelvin Sampson does, he, he prides himself on being the toughest, most physical basketball team in the country. That, that's what he says. Listen, we, we suffocate people defensively. Nobody plays like we do. And Alabama fell behind by 15. And then what did they do? They were tougher than Houston. That, Barry and Coach, that's the thing that amazed me. I mean, those kids for Alabama, they went toe-to-toe and they weren't backing down. I, I thoroughly enjoyed watching that game, and they impressed the heck out of me. Uh, I mean, the North Carolina game was one thing, right? Carolina is not that good, but Houston is really good, and Alabama just knocked them down in their place. That, that's one of the most impressive wins Alabama's ever had, guys, in their history. I don't, I don't think we can underestimate that, and that's not hyperbole. I mean, that was that was really big time stuff last Saturday. Yeah, you had everything against you going in uh, to that yeah. game, and then you get down fifteen to come back and win it. Huh. Uh, and that was the most physical game I've seen in the first half. I mean, the referees just let them mug one another. Uh, it was unbelievable. So, oh, my God. Those kids from Houston, are, I mean, they just run over you. If nobody's going to blow a whistle, they'll just keep running over you. And, and Alabama, again, I, I, just, I, I, I was really, really impressed, guys. And I know it's early. We haven't even gotten to Christmas yet. Uh, and Alabama now plays Memphis and then Gonzaga and Birmingham, which, are not, again, Memphis looked great beating Auburn. If Alabama can win these next two going into conference play, um, I mean, they're going to be ranked pretty close to number one in the country heading into SEC play, guys. This this could be pretty special for Alabama. Um, Doug, we're talking with Doug Bell. I was 
a little critical of the university in the first hour uh, and don't really regret it. When I look at Houston and the environment and the arena that they have, it is time. And I heard Greg Byrne the other day say, well, now we may be looking at everything still on the table. We may redo Coleman. We got the plans for the new place. Come on. If it was football, Doug, I know costs are going up, NIL, whatever. It's time for Alabama basketball to stand up and get this arena done. Uh, enough excuses. Alabama's got money. Uh, they got to figure out a way. Costs are not going to go down. This thing has gone on long enough. It's time to figure it out, Doug. Am I being too hard? No, no, Barry. I, listen, I agree with you. Um, and, and that Coleman Coliseum has been around. There's been some incredible games. And Coach was involved with more than anybody else in that, that fabulous old arena. But it, you have to emphasize it is old. It is antiquated. And when your arch rival at Auburn has uh, a, a it's no longer new, the Auburn arena, but it, what is it, uh, six, seven years old, something like that. And it's, it's small. It's compact. They sell out every game. It's intense. It's fun. People want to go. Uh, I mean, I, I just don't understand how you can let Auburn get a leg up and, and you still just, uh, you know, the blueprints are out there. We're, 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 it's going to happen down the road. I'm with you, Barry. Uh, something that should have been done several years back. And, and now you're on the verge of something pretty special with Coach Oates. Um, you know, and it hasn't. I don't think the excitement level at Alabama in basketball has where it is now. I mean, you have to go back to when Coach was was there. I mean, it, we've had a long span. Listen, there's been some good runs. I'm not going to say Alabama hasn't had good runs. They have had since Coach was there. But I, I'm talking about excitement level, people talking about it, people wanting to see basketball. Uh, and after the Houston win on Saturday, uh, listen, I, I, think, I think before this season is out, I think you have to unveil a plan to build a new arena. Yeah, there's got to be a date, and yep. this is yep. when we're. This exactly. is when the, the shovel's hitting the ground. No yep. more of this going back. Well, we may look at redoing Coleman now. Like that's back on the table, from what I heard Rick Burns say the other day. Come on, that's got to be gone. You made your decision. Build the new place. Do it right, and let's get it moving. All right, uh, yep. Doug, you didn't pick any games, so we don't have to go through your losses this week. So. <laughs> Thank goodness. Uh, yeah. I, I get a reprieve. <laughs> yeah, we'll get you back next week, get you get you going again. But tell them about N- MD Wells and Aesthetics before we let you go. Yeah, thanks, guys. Um, Susan Brignett is the owner. MD Wellness and Aesthetics is 650 Inverness Corners in Birmingham. And, again, if you're in the Tuscaloosa area, it'll take you 45 minutes to get down there. Uh, the number, 205-582-9216. And, and they're talking about Botox. They're talking about fillers. They're talking about hormone replacement. Uh, laser treatments for your skin. Uh, and, and it's not just for the ladies now, and that's what I want to emphasize. I know a lot of men that go to MD Wellness and Aesthetics, uh, and, and they're trying to turn back the clock, look younger. And Susan and Dr. Mancuso, uh, who's there today, by the way, and it'll be a free consultation. And as we get close to Christmas, guys, there's all sorts of deals. Go onto their website, MD Wellness and Aesthetics, and find out, what kind of what kind of stocking stuff are you can get for your friends? But but plan it out. Don't rush it. I mean, it doesn't have to be done before Christmas. You can do it after the first of the year. But anything you've ever hoped to do uh, about your skin treatment and things of that nature, feel better, hormone replacement, B12 shots, they'll do it for you at MD Wellness and Aesthetics. Thank you, Doug. Have a great week. Thanks, Doug. Appreciate it. Talk to you next week, guys. Bye-bye. All right, there's Doug. All right, uh, Dad, let's talk about Prince Glover and Hayes before we get to break. Well, Prince Glover and Hayes, 
the outstanding attorneys, attorneys that know the law, they know the changes in the law, and they've been successful for a number of years. You know, when you go to an attorney, you're always concerned about what's going to happen. And I think they'll, they'll give you a little bit of peace of mind because of the success that they've had, and they'll go and do a good job for you to represent you. So the number is 345-1234, and it's a number that uh, is easy to remember, and then they'll talk with you uh, individually, and then after that, you visit with them. Also, as we close out this part of the show, I want to mention our constant companion animal hospital at uh, 150 The Narrows on two, Highway 280. Uh, I take Sam there all the time. Terrific place. They're at 635-0313. If you'll tell them that you heard it on our show, uh, they'll give you a half price and uh, whatever you need. And going to a vet is pretty important with your, with your animal. Dr. Foster, do a good job, so 635-0313. PrinceLaw.net is the website. Always remember, not one dime out of your pocket. If they don't win, you don't pay. You listen to Ty 100.9. Is he home of Alabama sports? Joe. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, we got a wreck on 2059 westbound before exit 77 Buttermilk Road with minor delays. Everything else looks pretty good. Now, if you see conditions, of course, give me a call. Here's a Christmas special from Townsend Nissan. $2,000 off every Armada, Murado, or Titan. Say ho, ho, ho. It's got to go. Townsend Nissan. I'm Captain Ray. Happy holidays from Hudson Pool Find Jewelers. Dallas Carapool, Pool, and I'm Gene Pool, and I'm John Pool. The holidays are special. Make the holidays this year even more memorable with the perfect. First and Main Condos, located in the historic district of downtown Northport, which is absolutely a clean, beautiful environment, beautiful area there. These condos are three-bedroom, three-and-a-half bath, washer and dryer included, stainless steel appliances, all granite countertop, countertops, and all electric energy efficient. Internet and DirecTV are provided for free. So that right there, I've got DirecTV and Internet at my house. That's well over a $200 savings right there. Ten-foot ceilings, large patios with upper-level river views, easy access to the river wall, gated property with security cameras. Located, as I said, in the historic downtown Norport, right over the bridge. And you're in downtown Tuscaloosa with all the great restaurants and things to do there. Five minutes to campus. Uh, for sporting events or get uh, down there for anything on the campus there. So the location is outstanding. Uh, The condos are outstanding. Take a tour. Give them a call today, 205-657-7465. Tell them you heard it on Inside the Locker Room and get one month free rent. Now, that's quite a deal there. Or the Gary Harris Show. Go to firstinmaincondos.com. All right. Dad, once again, I uh, want to ask you about Memphis. Uh, I think them beating Auburn probably helps Alabama and get their attention uh, there. Where if Auburn had gone into Atlanta and blown them out, uh, but it's still an emotional Bama coming off an emotional win. Uh, I think a lot of the kids on campus will probably be 
uh, heading home. So we'll see what kind of environment. Hopefully the local people will show up and it'll be a good environment there. But, uh, you know, when you have an emotional game, like an emotional locker room, a fun plane ride back, you get back, you get out, you hang out a little bit. Those games, and that's a that was a physical game to take a lot out of you. Uh, Alabama's got to be ready to go uh, Tuesday night, and uh, it's not as easy to do as people think to get get them ready to go Tuesday. Well, everything that you said is correct. Uh, I would agree with everything that you said. Uh, you got to be ready to play. Look at look at uh, the Auburn Memphis game. It gives you a little bit more incentive to realize that you're playing somebody that's. Certainly got a good basketball team. A great basketball team, I don't know. Uh, so you've got to be ready to play each and every time. Each game, each game, regardless of what you think, counts a win or a loss. And uh, some of some of your minds are bigger than others. Uh, I, I just feel like that as many people as Alabama's able to play personnel-wise, uh, their defense is better. Uh, when you're playing nine people, that, that number of minutes, all the way from 13 minutes, all the way to 18, uh, your basketball team has a chance to be very good. So I think they'll keep doing that. I'm going to – Jack and I are going to that game, so I look forward to it. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, you know, and I think with Alabama, and we'll get to Joe here in just a second, I don't think people realize this. And, and Nate mentioned it. He said, you know, we kind of did this last year, then we got in the conference, and we got to stop – And I was surprised he named it by name, stop losing to teams like Georgia – in Missouri, uh, but when you go into an environment like that where it's a full house, your guys are going to play hard, and they're going to be ready to go. When they go to Georgia and the arena's half full and there's no electricity in there, kids are kids, and sometimes it's just hard to get them up to play at Missouri. Uh, there's 3,000. I know that sounds like an excuse, but it's real, and so you end up being flat in those games. All right, let's get to the – Barry, yes. Barry. Yes. It, it, it's mental. What is the physical? Yeah, but it, you oh, can you can mentally want to do it, but if there's nothing there, no crowd, yeah. no energy, well, the body just sometimes know, you, can't you do, it. Want to do it. You know, the mental part of it is is critical, and the expectations are critical. Yep. Uh, good morning, Joe. How are you? Hey, guys. Barry, you're going to be Greg Byrne. Okay. You having to deal with nil. Okay, you know when Oates gets the offer, when Barnes retires at Tennessee, you're going to be competing against that job. That is the best program in the SEC that supports basketball and football equally. Then you've got Saban, who is going to be gone in probably three years. Now, tell me, what do you do, Barry? What do you mean? What do you do? My point is this. You can go build an arena. All right. Here's you what I do. do. I build the arena. I stop, stop talking right. about okay. it. I stop saying, you know, NIL is not going away. All right. So we let it get to this point. It's drug on this long. It's time to put a date on it for the shovel to hit the ground. When Nick Saban leaves, I'm going straight to Clemson, South Carolina, and saying, Dabo, come home. I'm taking the former Ooh. players with me. Uh, I'm taking Antonio Langham, all the guys that play with Dion and say, and not, not played with Dabo. And I'm saying, come home, Dabo. And I'm bringing Dabo home with me. That's that's what I'm doing. So 
you're paying his buyout and then paying him, giving him a raise on top of that. Yes. And now what are you going to do about Oates? Build him arena and pay him. If he keeps winning and if he takes some places where he deserves the money and I'm selling it out, then I'm going to pay him. Okay. You're going to build a nine to 10,000 seat arena. Now, uh, what are you going to do when you don't have the money because of NIL? Well, how are you not going to have the money? You think you're going to stop cashing them SEC checks? Well, that TV contract, reality is going to hit after this. Those SEC one. checks are getting bigger every year, Joe. Wait and see what the next one does after this one. Thank you. Call back tomorrow. We can talk about it. Alabama One, go to www.alabama1.org for all their products and services. They take great, great care of me. Uh, time to get that car loan or the mortgage or the credit card. Whatever you need, they're there ready, waiting for you. Swing by there today and tell them that Wimp and Barry sent you. The Gary Harris Show is next, so keep it locked in. You list the Tide 100.9. It's your home of Alabama sports. Have a great day, everybody. on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Crimson Tide Today is brought to you by Tuscaloosa Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, and Ram and Pearl River Resort. From the University of Alabama, this is Crimson Tide Today. It's a daily update on Bama sports and it's brought to you by C Spire. C Spire, Alabama's fastest internet for your business or home. Learn how to add gigabit C-Spire fiber to your roster at cspire.com slash alfiber. Hello again, everybody. I'm Roger Hoover. Alabama men's basketball for the second time in three weeks defeated the nation's number one team as the eighth-ranked Crimson Tide won 71-65 at Houston on Saturday. Head coach Nate Oates met with the media after the victory. This is one of those character wins that shows our guys are going to keep fighting no matter what the score is. Like we could have easily given up. Down 15, you know, the start to the second half wasn't great. Kind of made some changes Went with the bench guys, hung in there, hung in there, kept clawing away at the lead. Finally took the lead and then were able to pull away from them. So, you know, that's a tough team. You got to give Houston a ton of credit there. They, they give you everything they can handle. I mean, they made our offense was looking like a disaster for most of the game. And that, that's total credit to them. I mean, they take you out of what you want to do. I'll have more in a moment. Hear that? That's Seaspire Country on a Saturday. And while fans show up for their teams, Seaspire Business is here to help the stadium's team up their IT game. While the players run ironclad defense, all world-class IT experts do the same with state-of-the-art network security. While the running backs redefine fast, Touchdown! we do too with warp speed connectivity. Discover IT solutions to scale up your business and future-proof operations. Welcome to Seaspire Country, where blazing fast is how we roll. Visit seaspire.com slash business for details. Here's more from Coach Oates. Huge, huge program win. Not sure how many teams get the chance to play two number one teams in non-conference, let alone beat them. But, you know, I think that shows where we've gotten this program to, that we, we can play with anybody in the country at this point. Crimson Tide Today is brought to you by C Spire. Crimson Tide Today is a production of the Crimson Tide Sports Network from Learfield. Tide 100.9 Traffic. 
From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, we got a wreck on 2059 westbound before exit 77 Buttermilk Road with minor delays. Everything else looks pretty good. Now, if you see conditions, of course, give me a call. Here's a Christmas special from Townsend Nissan. $2,000 off every Armada, Murado, or Titan. Say, ho, 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 it's got to go. Townsend Nissan. I'm Captain Ray. Football is back, and no one does it better than the sportsbook at Golden Moon Casino. This season, you can watch the games with nothing on the line. Boring or mostly fair with a low at 51. And tomorrow, partially sunny. Any showers during the day will stay widely scattered. The high 65. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 57 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Merry Christmas, everyone. Bob Baumhauer here. Are you out of ideas for those stocking stuffers? Our selection of delicious signature sauces make great stocking stuffers for that.